You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. Here are your hosts, Eddie Acapinti and Greg Viscomi. Another episode of Hawk Talk coming at you here. Eddie Acapinti, Greg Viscomi with you, uh, talking all things Monmouth Athletics, taking you behind the scenes of the Monmouth Athletics Department. And before we get into really our topics for today, uh, so excited to welcome our guests in just a little bit. And it's uh, one of the stalwarts, the veterans on this Monmouth basketball team. I would say even a crowd favorite. And Marcus McClary will join us in a little bit. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Marcus what he's done, the records he's breaking, the moments he's had in just a little bit. But Greg, first of all, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We had, um, you know, had four games in five days. Those so, were just home games. Yeah, just home games. <laughs> yeah, forget about the road games. So, uh, you know, everybody is uh, is is a little worn out, but we're on the road. Got a couple big games this week coming up, which we'll talk about. Um, but we're ready to rock. And we'll rock first with uh, what was and what is. And we had Stella Clark and Jenny Bogus on as two of our first Hawk Talk guests. And I feel like that was really appropriate because what we're seeing from this Mammoth women's team with that duo, with the, the team and, and everything that's going on is nothing short of remarkable. 12 and 8, 7 and 4 in conference play. Greg, this Mammoth women's team just swept preeminent favorite in this league Quinnipiac for the first time since I was a sophomore in college. That's 2003, 2004, uh, come from behind gritty win over Quinnipiac. Then a, you know, quick turnaround, comeback win against St. Peter's in overtime. And I don't know, man, we're kind of losing adjectives to describe what this team has been accomplishing. Yeah, they've been awesome. I mean, I don't know the last time that we had that many conference wins in the Metro Atlantic athletic conference. So, I think, you know, yeah, there are some new parts, but, uh, you know, we, we say it over and over again. I think Coach Bogus and her squad are getting the most that they can out of this team, and they're having fun, and they're fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, the other night against St. Peter's was was interesting. I mean, they went down big and then kind of had to battle back, and then, well, they went down and then came up, and then they were up by 10, and then kind of that last three minutes, and you can tell it was like, no, don't, don't do this. And they went in overtime, and they won in overtime. So, you know, you take care of business. You know, you just win by – Win by one and get out of Dodge, as Coach Rick Callahan says. Well, and that's, I think, what is so impressive about this team. It's not like they're winning one way, right? It's not like they're getting big leads and then hanging on or they're always coming from behind. They've done it both ways. They've scored a lot of points. They've made defensive stops. They've gotten plays. The execution down the stretch really has been, I think, the biggest thing that in 20 games you've seen a team come together I can't recall in all of our years doing this, it happening so quickly from a group that had struggled so much the previous few years. Yeah, and it's exciting to kind of to to watch the the final countdown here, right? There's a couple, they had the big trip up to Buffalo. That's, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. It's tough to get two wins up there. Um, you know, Canisius isn't having the season that they'd want to. And then and then they play Niagara, you know, that that's this weekend. Um so if they can go up there and split or get both, I think they're in pretty good position. Well, yeah, and, and they're trying to sweep the Buffalo schools again because they beat them both at home. Correct. And now they'll go on the road and, and try to do it. And that's part of a three-game road swing that ends um, at Ryder. That's next week. So after winning a couple in a row at home, now three in a row on the road. And then uh, still the four home games remaining for this team mm -hmm. starting uh, next Saturday, right? So it's the Saturday uh, well, that's February the 19th. So you got to push it way back. But they end the year with three in a row at home. You don't want to miss any of that. And you're starting to see the crowds reflect that and the yeah. interest in the in the local shore community reflect that. There's people hitting us up now that haven't come back to Monmouth to watch a women's game in a long time because they're literally saying, I love watching this women's team. I love watching that coach do her thing. This is great. So MonmouthHawks.com slash tickets to make sure you have your seats. And then Atlantic City News will be coming out soon about tournament tickets to see the men's and women's teams play. Yeah, definitely. And and that's, you know, we kind of harp on it, but this is the last year for us in, in the Atlantic City. So get down here and, and let's watch these teams go. And, and we have a good shot on both sides of, of going out with, with some wins here. So um, get down and see this team. They're fun. They win a lot of different ways. Bell Cramble is awesome to watch on the inside. She's blocking shots. She's 
you know, hitting reverse layups, uh, drop steps. Like she, she just her her game has come a long way. And obviously Stella Clark and Jen Loro and, and you know the the you know Ariana Vanderhoop and you you know the the usual suspects. They're a lot of fun to watch, tons of energy, uh, and and they deserve to have a good crowd. So yeah, we'll it, see you. seeing them kind of fall into roles and then star in those roles has been really fun to see. I think Vanderhoop, by the way, is just scratching the surface of, of what is going to be a really fantastic career. And you nailed it. Belle Cramble, her development from year one to year two. She's uh, awesome. It's been amazing. So she that, could have had 30 points the other night. She just was short on a couple shots, but like she finished with 15, but she literally watching, I'm like, she easily could add 26, 27 points. Well, and it makes an impact on both ends of the floor, and I think that's what everyone who really appreciates the game loves. A true rim protector, and, and Ginny Boggess said that in her post-game interview. You know, so uh, that is is obviously something to keep an eye on. Their tournament, like we mentioned, coming up March 8th through the 12th, along with the men. But this weekend, there's MAC championships to be had, and it's going to happen up in Buffalo. Kind of a theme, I guess. The women's team's up there, and so are the men's and women's swimming teams. Mark Mormon's up uh, there. Mark Mormon's up there. Listen, if it wasn't Super Bowl weekend and I had men's responsibilities, I'd go. You know how I love Buffalo. Sure. Uh, Buffalo love. Buffalo love. I believe they contend these at, is it Erie County community? Yep. The they have ECC, a beautiful facility. Really nice facility. It's, uh, you know, I'm hoping a lot of good things out of our swimming teams, and if, if you listen to our – Episode five podcast with Callan Smith. Uh, he talked about, you know, trying to win a team title and how hard that is when you don't have a diving team. Uh, so, you know, I'm really excited to kind of watch these streams and, and follow along all weekend long to see how uh, how Mr. Backstroke and the rest of the, the crew, I know he hates the nickname, and the rest of the crew do up there. Like you said, Mark Mormon going from us, so he'll have everything covered across all of our social media yeah, channels. Yeah, get on Twitter and IG. He's going to have some interviews. He's going to have some clips. It'll be good. Yeah, so make sure that you follow along with that. The swimming team has been really trending in the right direction. A lot of success in dual meets. Like Callan brought up to us, hard to win the team title without a diving team. It's literally like playing you know, half of your squad against a full squad of someone else. But keep it locked there all weekend long to see if they can go and just continue that constant improvement that Matt Nunnally's team has had um, really since he's gotten here. So, so that is obviously something to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Monmouth men's team when we'll have Marcus with us. It's a big weekend in New York visiting Manhattan and Iona. Uh, that on this coming Friday and Sunday. We'll have Monmouth Digital Network coverage for you there on the road in both Dratty and Hines. Um, but something when it comes to championships that, that you and I um, have been monitoring, and really if you follow college athletics, it's hard not to monitor things. Uh, we had President Leahy on. We got to talk about Mammoth's move to the Colonial Athletic Association. And I think we need to mention how, you know, not only that move was received among our peers, but, you know, in working through things with the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, with the MAC, how... You know, it's been a partnership since day one and how they've been and how good they've been to work with and understanding the transition because, Greg, as we see kind of around the country, you know, not every school that moves on to a new league is allowed to compete for championships in the current league they're in. I know that's a question that is swirling around Mammoth and swirling around its status at the MAC championships, uh, but as we can now say, Mammoth athletes are going to be allowed to compete for championships in the MAC. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and this isn't, we're not going to get on talk radio and be bashing people or whatever, but I do think, you know, I, there's been a lot of questions about what's going to, what's the fate of our winter and spring athletes. And uh, the MAC has been awesome about, um, you know, really professional and, and they understand that it's not about punishing the student athletes. No student athlete made the, made this decision to go to the Colonial Athletic Association. It was done by, you know, the, the, the university and, and people in charge there. So uh, all of our athletes will be, can, will be able to compete for spring and winter championships. Uh, the caveat is that we cannot host a championship, and we were set to host at least uh, the outdoor track and field championship. That'll be moved over to our friends across state at Ryder University. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, and we, we obviously, as you know, we always end up hosting, uh, men's and women's lacrosse games and semifinals and, uh, you know, we've hosted, uh, softball a couple of times. So unfortunately, uh, we will not be able to host those, but 
I understand that, and uh, and I get that, and I do want to applaud the MAC for saying, hey, you know, we understand we're not going to punish your student athletes because they didn't make this decision, uh, as opposed to kind of what's going on in some of the other leagues where they're not allowing. And I, I say that fully knowing that the league that we are going into has that rule. I understand that. But I will also say to that point, they have that rule, and they enforced it in the appropriate timetable. You know, when James Madison made that yeah. decision, the CAA came out and said, these are the rules. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all right, got it. It is what it is, but you're seeing it in other leagues now where the timing of it is what's bad. You're right. starting to see... Or maybe what's good for one school is not good for another when you look at the Hartford-Stony Brook deal. Well, you see that, and then you see what's going on. Um, I believe it's in the OVC as well. Horizon is not allowing... Or the Horizon, uh, correct. UIC to... to compete in basketball so like that's in the season so you know say what you want and you can have your opinion like you said that's not the platform we choose here this isn't you know the opinion but what it is leagues that are coming out you have a rule you hold you hold to it but to make that decision specifically in this in the most recent case when athletes are in season they're competing for a championship and then to say oh yeah that thing you've been working for in two weeks you can't do that that very different from some of those other examples that you gave and to echo greg's point you know, we've dealt with and worked with the schools and the league for now nine years in the MAC and the MAC. And like we said, with the Big South, nothing but professionals and nothing but, you know, the best both ways. And I think that's why this situation is unique compared to what's going on at other schools because of the working relationships everyone has. And quite frankly, everyone doing the right thing. Yeah. I mean, it's all, uh, you know, it's straight business, right? Um, it's all business and, and, and they've been businesslike and they've been really good about it. And I think we just want to take an opportunity to a say that and B let our fans know like, Hey, this is, this is what's going to be able to happen. These people are going to be able to compete. These athletes are going to be able to compete and um, try to wrap up the, uh, the Mac era for Monmouth university in, in a strong, as strong as possible way. Well, business is a good way to describe our guest today because Marcus McClary goes about his business in a very kind of throwback, old school way. He'll be our guest on this episode of Hawk Talk. We talked to Marcus about breaking the game's played record and that dramatic game winner he hit in the game in which he did that. Uh, we can almost call him Mr. Business, and, and we'll bring him on as our guest on this episode of Hawk Talk. That I don't know if there's a better segue to our guest this week, uh, senior Marcus McClary, senior guard, super senior guard, Marcus McClary. <laughs> Marcus, that uh, you know Eddie with the great call on ESPN on Friday night uh, to to win the game. What what an awesome atmosphere! What an awesome play! Uh, and it's just that much sweeter that it happened on a night where you become. Uh, you have played more games than any other person ever in a Monmouth uniform. Uh, thank you for coming on. And uh, what was that night? What was that that moment like? Oh, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it's an honor. Um, and just touching base back to last Friday is uh, is a surreal moment. It's like I will never forget that. My especially like to cap off my my career here at Monmouth is like super big time for me far as me and my family like and everything um and hitting the shot you know that was a must win like a must win for against Fairfield they knocked us off last year so I kind of took that we kind of took that personal and it just felt that that much sweeter you know to get that to get that shot to go when you when you hit the shot your reaction to me is the thing that stands out the most Marcus because you make it and like you've done it a million times which you have but you just turn around, you dap up George, and that's it. You know, like like your demeanor is so composed all the time. 
Were you so overcome with emotion, or were you more relieved? Like, where what was, was going through? It was, it was, it was, it was a lot of both, uh, a bunch of both, like uh, relieved, uh, overwhelmed. It was just like I, I, at first when it went in, I didn't really just like process it. It's like this, this, this is going, <laughs> but 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 I mean, I did like know that I, I did like shoot it strong. I know I shot it. I had to get it up there because last the week before that we played Niagara, I had like a similar shot, and I missed it. Kind of like I missed it. Kind of like. And we kind of went like sh- like strong almost, so um, it was just good that had, hence had, the bank right. And then I got the got the, got the <laughs> bank, so it was open. So I, I was just, I was just able. I'm just happy I was able to make the shot. I, did, I didn't want to go to overtime with them. I really didn't. I'm like, <sighs> and and then there was six se- you know point six seconds left, which you have to defend. It's right. not like it's point two seconds where you know they can't get a shot off. You know, physically. Right, and, and, and point you know, six, you got to defend. They went to the monitor, right, to put the point six on the clock. So now take us through that, right? You you hit the game winning shot, all that emotions going on, and now, all right, deep breath. I got to go back and, and get one more stop. One more stop. Yeah, yeah that, that's 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 actually what it's all about, you know, getting that getting that stop. Even if like any like any game, and that's what, like moving forward, we just try to take that pride in getting like stops. So that's what, what like the defense like for our team. In order for us to be good defense. Turns us to the offense, and that what makes us good, like, like a great team. So that's what I'm trying to like take 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 pride in, trying to make sure like the guys really make that the emphasis of the of 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 the team, like defense. So before we move on from the shot, is that take us through that play a little bit? Like, is that designed for you to get that final shot? I mean, there's a lot of shooters on this team. Yeah, yeah. and and, and I think and King said it best, or Coach Ray said it best in, in his post game press conference. He said. You know, when, when you come out and you need this big shot, everybody thinks, like, all right, they're going to George or, or Shavar's going to take it or whoever's going to take it. But here comes Marcus McClary, the guy who's known as the defensive guy, the glue guy, the hustle guy. Now he's going to pull up and pop one from 24 feet or whatever it was. So so that last – take us through that, you know, last eight seconds of that, that game. Okay, so we get to stop coming down. Or I think they scored. One of them, one of the two, they probably, probably, they probably scored. And then Shavar gets it. And I go to the corner. And I and at that point, I'm not even thinking. I'm thinking Shavar's going to shoot the ball. So I'm, like, in the corner just, like, just, all right. And so Teron, he, he's, I hear Teron on the, on the, on the, on the, from, from the bench. Like, yo, like, stay ready. Like, be ready. Be ready. So I'm, like, all right. So he kind of almost, like, re, got me refocused almost until, like, ready to go. So once I seen Shavar make his move and he kind of almost got stuck, I just, just rolled up. And he passed it to me. And then I'm, like, yeah, this is, this is the time. This is. This is a shot, so. As soon as the ball hit your hands, there's no doubt you're oh, putting that thing up. Yeah, 100%. I knew it. I knew the time on the clock. I'm like, yeah. Well, so many times over the last couple of years, like you mentioned, all the names that maybe shoot more during a game, but when it gets down to a last minute or change, Marcus, the, the team looks to you, and the, the play that stands out to me was last year against Quinnipiac at home, and it's a length of the court play. And Coach Rice having the confidence in you that he's always had in you, but now, right, right, you make that shot. Now you make this shot. Now you're kind of, de- you know, developing the reputation of, yeah, I'm going to do what I need to do during those 40 minutes. But I'm crunch time guy now, and I know they call you Money Mark. And is that where it came from? Uh, that's not where it came from. But la- like last year, that was last year. That wasn't a, a de- design play either. Malik went for the full the full length of the court, and he saw me open. And he told me available, and he just whipped it to me, and there was no hesitation. I just knew, like, once I released it, that that was a, that was a that was a like a spare the moment shot as well. But uh, even through like even throughout my whole career, mom, if like like you said, like, like the last couple of minutes, like I've been hitting like big, I've been having yeah. like big, like big, like big time crucial shots, and I just take pride in that. I don't know, I just take, I just like being able to be like relied on, you know, to be that person to be like relied on. Well, and you seem just to have that that steady demeanor. It doesn't matter if Mammoth is winning at Cincinnati, at Pittsburgh, you know, or at a Mac gym. Do your teammates take the cue from you at all? That even kill because it's an emotional group, right? It's an emotional team. But then you you see how you do your business, and and you're just kind of you know the same all the time. Uh, definitely, I I, I try to uh, set set the tone for, for, for like for sure with the uh, with the uh, guys, and I just hope that they can follow follow my lead, you know. Sometimes you might not have the energy. Sometimes you might not be feeling like practicing today. But if they see me going and doing it every day, then they're gonna then they're gonna follow suit. And that's what Coach uh, Coach Rice he uh, challenged me to be that leader. 
and and I accepted it. I, one thing I love about this team, and it's been since Coach Rice got here, the unselfishness to share the ball, like you just said, like Malik Martin. You know, he goes the length of the court, but he sees you now. He's got the opportunity to get the win and be the guy, but he sees that you have a better opportunity and and, and sends it over there. And that's when we had Justin Robinson. You know, arguably the greatest Monmouth basketball player ever. Him or Ron Cornegay, you can go back and forth. Uh, he was unselfish. He had a ton, ton of a ton of assists. And is that something that the coaching staff and Coach Rice kind of preached? You know, everybody is going to get an opportunity and find the best, the person who has the best opportunity. Most definitely, that's like the biggest thing with Coach Rice because he knows. He always say when he played, he wasn't allowed. He wasn't allowed to, to shoot. He always says that <laughs> when he played, he was never allowed to shoot. So he says he would never take that privilege away from any of his players that he coached. And that's one thing that stood out to me, you know. And it's like for, for, for uh, our group and our groups in the past, when we're at our best is when everybody's everybody is maybe everybody's like scoring, everybody's involved, everybody's play feels like they play they're like playing a role within the team, you know? So it's like and that unselfishness I'm a, I'm just a naturally like unselfish person. Like that's just how I how I come off. So I feel like I add that to the group, and other players add that add, add that as well to the group, and I feel like uh, we could do a lot of big things with that. Just just to stay consistent with the unselfishness, I feel like then that then then we could start reaching start reaching our goals. I, I, that's such a great point, and and I think anyone that watches and follows the team can can see that. And I think the real special thing about the group, and it's about how Coach Rice kind of. You know, how he recruits and how he develops players and how you all develop on your own, because he does put a lot of emphasis on personal player development. It's not like you guys aren't robots, right? You you can read a play and make the right basketball play. Like you said, you know, on Friday, you were in the corner and then you get ready, you come around top of the key. So I don't know, that freedom, but trusting the veterans is such a, a great thing to see. You know, look to Sunday against Quinnipiac, the ball moving nonstop. And and when the team is playing like that, Marcus, can you can you feel it too when you know, like, there's that sequence in that game, right? George hits, you know, Jarvis, who hits Nikkei, who hits you. And then when, when that's happening, which we've seen so much over your five years, can you feel it on the floor that, man, we got it really going tonight. Oh, We're really moving it well. I feel it. Uh, you feel it. Yeah. You're ready to crowd <laughs> feel it. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, like, like watching the Warriors almost, like. In practice, we do it every like every day. In practice, we do it like just building that team chemistry, that team bonding. That's what it's about, and that's what Coach trying to like. He always preaches that to us to keep working on being like together, being together, being together. I mean, when you but at the end of the day, when you're dealing with uh college, 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 uh college men of uh, nineteen to twenty three, you know, you know, human nature plays 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 definitely plays plays like a uh, plays a part, but. Mm-hmm. Just like, but when you're on the team, you gotta you gotta sacrifice, and you gotta want to play for one another. You gotta want to do it to see this to just just for just so we can win, you know. So it's it's uh, good. Let's take it back. I, I, we want to touch on a couple things. One of which is deciding to come back for for your super fifth year. But let's take you back to getting recruited out of the Patrick School, Jersey guy. What made you choose Mammoth? Like, what was it about? Mammoth that made you decide to yeah I want to spend the next four now plus years at in West Long Branch New Jersey. Uh, Michael Seaborn, Jig, Josh James, Justin Robinson, Jalon Hornby, Diego. Like when I came on my visit, I just seen like I just seen like the just the sort like the the the, the, the like the like the atmosphere of the team the way they got down kind of like reminded me almost of my high school almost the way like. The, like how together they was when they were like when they were when they were winning games when they were you know certain things I was, I was in the locker room watching them do the do do, do like the pregame speech and everything gave me chills like so that's and and I loved it here and I came on a visit uh, I love Coach Rice like so and I felt like I I was able to trust them with my uh, four or five year career. And when you on those trips, like he, like Marcus mentioned, you know, I, I think you and George especially are that that kind of key, and that you know, from that era of Mammoth basketball through this era of Mammoth basketball, those trips were right. You're watching Josh and Justin and, and Chris Brady do their thing on the floor, and then you come in and, and right away you're playing every game as a freshman, right? And and it, it obviously right to get you to the point that you are now. Do you at all? And I know that you can't look back now because you're in the middle of it. 
But when you look back and kind of see from taking it from Justin and Josh and them through now where it is, you and and George are the two constants that have done that right throughout this entire right. time. Do you have a you know? Do you kind of think back at all? And it's great with Josh and Mike is still being around. But do you guys talk about that at all? Kind of the 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 nostalgia of it, the history of it, what that means that you've taken that mama team from them now into the present. Oh, definitely. That's the legacy. Yeah, that's the legacy. We still, I still go back and watch their games just to get that, just to get that feel. Like you know, I've been to the game when they play. I know at uh at like at like midnight. Was, yeah, was that? Yeah, it was, was the there. ten p.m. game. I was like, there for that. <laughs> were, like, you at, were you yeah, at that game? I was, at the, I was there for that game, and I was when that was when I was being uh recruited by Mamas. You know, I like so. I still like, have memories of that. You know. And that's and that and that's one thing that one thing like my, these four years I would never forget all the memories I made, especially with the coaches and the players I met like like along the way that came through the team, you know. So I'm forever grateful. That's one thing like definitely just grateful of having to be able to experience that all the all the ups, all the downs we have with this team with this group to get to this point. You know, you just get this a thousand point. You, you know, like who would have thought? You know, me becoming. The all time, I didn't even at first when they because like, I think they mentioned it last week. You mentioned it, and I didn't understand. Oh, you mean like all time? You mean like okay, this is, <laughs> yeah, not just on the team yeah, now, like right. all time. This is serious, okay? Yeah. So that's just, that's an honor, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. And happy to to just keep on keep on uplifting the uplifting the uh, legacy of Mama Basketball. Well, the legacy isn't done yet. Um, that's oh, for sure for for you. your group, and that we got a lot of basketball to play left. But let's talk about the decision to come back. I mean, I think people, what people don't understand, and we kind of talk about it around here all the time, and I'm not putting Marcus in this category, but when somebody comes back to play a fifth year or take an injury year, uh, this isn't the NBA. Like, you don't just get to show up and and shoot baskets and go to practice and then, like, they have to go to class. (laughs) Right. And and I know after four years of college, like, I was, I'm like, I I need a break from going to school. And, And our student athletes don't get that. So, when people are like, well, it's a no-brainer, they should definitely come back. Well, yeah, but it's not just coming back and playing basketball or playing your sport. It's coming back and waking up early and going to class and doing homework and doing projects and doing all that stuff. And and I don't care who you are, most people aren't – like, that's not the greatest part of their day. Like I said, myself, four years, I graduated. I took a 12 months before I went back and got my master's because I wanted to get in this business. But – I wouldn't have stuck around for a fifth year of just doing school. So, like, right. talk about your decision to come back and why you came back. I mean, you had other options. You could have tried to go pro. You, obviously, you're super intelligent. You could have went and gotten a job, done whatever you want to do. Definitely, it was a uh, it was a it was a big time decision. Once I graduated, I took some time apart to really evaluate to see what was the best decision for me and my family. And um, when I got into my master's program for the criminal justice department. Uh, it was like, okay, this is, and plus COVID too. COVID played a huge part in that, my decision to come back because this is an opportunity, you know? I had some things that I wanted to prove. I feel like throughout my throughout my uh, four years that, okay, I feel like, oh, if I would have done this, I, I just I, I just didn't want to leave Mama with any regrets, you know? I just, I just wanted to, okay, I, there's, there's an opportunity on the, on, the, on the table to come back. We lost first round of Fairfield. It's the bad taste. I didn't. I didn't want to leave that taste. And mom, if you know, so it just it's, it's a lot that plays into my decision to coming back. You know, so um, I uh, I'm just happy I made the right decision. And I feel like I, I feel like I, I feel like I, I did make the right decision to come back. You know, just to uh, just to uh, prove some things to myself and to also get my master's degree. That's the one thing that I, that I promised my family that I was going to get. And I'm uh, still in the process of doing so. so. That and that's pretty remarkable, Greg. Because, like you said, I think people on the outside that don't get to deal with student athletes every day assume, oh, they're coming back. They're just going to play basketball, right? And 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 that's the end of it. So, so Marcus, you you just mentioned it. You promised to your family that you would go and do that. Um, that's so interesting. You know, after you're done with basketball, whether that's in a year or in 15 years. Uh, you know, after you go and, and make money doing that, is that the field yet that you see yourself getting into? It oh, is criminal justice. Uh, definitely, that's definitely something uh, I've, I've uh, been uh, looking looking forward to. Uh, my, I, have, I have like family. My my, my, uh, my sister, she works at a uh, at a prison in uh, Jersey City. She also has a master's degree as well. Okay, so she kind of like set the trend. She kind of like challenged me. Okay, I got my master's degree now. I'm gonna see you do it almost. 
But uh, it just so so it's definitely something that I'm uh, looking forward to in the, in the, uh, in, in the future. That's so interesting because I you know we heard it with some of our previous guests, right? Kind of getting into we know basketball is your life, but but obviously that whole other side to it is so interesting. Have you had like you just said to Greg and I, right? When when it was mentioned to you about the games played record. And they said, no, no, Marcus, it's not just like on this group now, it's all of them. You know, and I know a lot of the older guys that come back and, and are around, but have you had a chance to just kind of, you know, it's a proud program that goes back a long time and that you're the one that's worn the uniform more than anyone else. What does it mean to you? This is an honor. I'm just I'm just grateful. I still can't believe it at this point. I probably won't until like I'm gone and then I'll probably come back, you know, but but it is a great feeling to uh, to just to be able for Coach Rice to be able to play me all these games to have trust in me for all these games and just to that just speaks speaks a lot about like the hard work that I put in and the reason like I the reason why I came to Monmouth I came so I got help with help the team win I got help help you know just go to the tournament that's my my whole my whole thing is going to the tournament I'll do anything for the team to win so I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just a proud it's like a proud moment for sure. So, so you decided to come back. George was still, I think, at that point on the on the fence or whatever. He decides to come back. You guys seem to be pretty close. How, how I'm sure you were talking to him the whole time about, hey, let's get back, let's go do this. What, uh, when did you finally know for sure that he was coming right. back, and kind of what would you guys talk about? Well, my relationship with George uh, really goes 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 way back. For people that don't know. Uh, me and George are both from uh, Union County. You know, we uh, grew up playing uh, bitty balls, like, against each other. So, like, we were kind of, like, rivals, like, before rivalries, before high school, before, like, like I'm someone like, third grade, fourth grade. I have, like, videos of that, of me playing George and, like, him hitting threes and, like, you know, George being G with his, his aggression. He, he just, he's the same way, literally. So, so when even when he when he, when he, when he First, we came to Monmouth when we first came. We played played against each other in high school, in county tournaments, state tournaments. We played against each other all the time. We had mutual friends, all that stuff. But I feel like I, my relationship with George grew as, as far as like, like once we came to college, we became really close and tight. Then we get to learn more about each other, learn more about his family, learn about my family and stuff like that. So G kind of became like my uh, my uh, brother for real. So and so once so once you know. After the dunk, you know, and after everything, <laughs> G, I'm saying, G, I'm saying, we all knew G go hoop. That's why G came here. We coached, we all believed in them. So, and after after the year, it was like, you have opportunity. So, somewhere else, I'm like, well, listen, you, wait, you should go look at your opportunity, bro. Listen, right. this is a big, this is your life. This is a big time opportunity. All these schools calling you, you could do, you could do whatever. You, you got, you got the ticket, bro. Do what you want, but, but when, when, but, but, but we, we ended up talking and. It just don't. It just didn't feel like like anything else didn't feel right, you know. Monmouth is is where we started. Monmouth is, is home, you know. And who wouldn't want to go back with your brother? Like who wouldn't come back and end it off the right way with their brother? We have goals, you know. We have some goals that we wanted to accomplish together. And I feel like we still we still fighting to get to get to those goals, you know. And it would be it would be, it, you know, it would be everything for me for us to go to the tournament. And to end up, and to end up, I get to cap off my career with that, you know, it would, it would be, I don't, you don't even know how, how much it would mean, mean to me. I think there's a lot of people uh, around here in, in those stands that would feel the exact same way. Well, and especially after watching yours and George's growth, right, over the years. And, and these fans, you know, before the most recent game, I ran out, grabbed a quick bite, you know, ran into a few fans, right? And, and they're having dinner you know, in a restaurant waiting to go to the game, and all they do is talk about the group, right? And, and there really are George and Marcus and everyone. You you guys have such more of an impact, I think, than you even know no. on the local community. And you see the fans, right? You see the faces, so you get to know people. But there's people that probably feel they know you guys so well just from watching you play for five years. When you're out, right, in the community and, and get stopped, you know, does that come across to you guys, understanding how much that loyal group here? around Monmouth kind of what you mean to them? Well, for sure. It just makes me slow down a little bit more, like, like much more to really take in what we mean to the community, that everything that we do is is, is, is for, like, a bigger reason, you know? Um, we have, we have, we have some, we have some loyal fans. They were with us when we was 0-12. When right. we weren't winning any games, they still was coming to the games and stuff like that. So 
So it's something it's, it's something way bigger than just basketball at this point. It's like the family, and that's the reason why I came here because of the family atmosphere, and that's the reason why I came back for that same atmosphere. You know, so I feel like. Uh, I appreciate all the, all, all, all the Hawks fans and supporters and keep on supporting because we're not done. There's probably people who, like, you know how people say if they weren't at an event, but years later with the stories, they go, oh, I was there. I oh, was yeah. there. In in five years, there's going to be 6,000 people that say they were at the game. Marcus hit the game winner. We were there when Marcus McClary hit that against. Right. Yeah, they're being, oh, 100%. I was there. Oh, I was there. Well, guys, the seat, it only holds 4,000. There's no way all of you were there. But that's, I think, the the impact, you know, that this program has on so many people. Um, so you keep talking about the goals, right, and about the goals of this team, you know, that you have and that George has and that coach has. And, you know, and just in, I, I'm curious to, just to get your thoughts, you know, to get to those goals over the next few weeks, what do you think? You know, you want to see from yourself. What do you want to see from your teammates for them to go and and meet those goals that you guys have for yourselves? I was talking to my uh, one of my professors uh, last week, and we were just talking about life. We were talking about uh, my last couple months here at Mammoth, like things in my future, everything. And one thing that stuck with me, he would just like to take everything in, just appreciate every moment. It's preach about every moment, you know, and that's what I tried to do. Starting, uh, just like shake, 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 shake as many people, much, much people's hands. Tell everybody thank you that come to the game, like all the fans, thank you. Just really slow down and really like talk to people. Just get to like just so because these are moments that I'm, I'm never gonna get back. And I feel like if we all could just approach, take that approach, like every game is our last game. This is our, the last time we're gonna be. This team is ever gonna be together. We have five. Six, seven seniors. He's never going to be like this. This is probably never going to happen. Like again in Mammoth history, where we have four, fifth years. You know, so this is a special group, and I feel like if we just you just slow down and enjoy all of, all the practice, enjoy the film, enjoy just the just the being around each other, just enjoy just enjoy the moments. And I feel like that would say that would that that small thing would make it make a big impact coming coming March. That's what happens in March. The best team, the best team wins. Not the best player, the best team wins. So if we could just be, become the best team, I don't see you no. Know, I, I I see I see success in our future. So you just mentioned it. Um, four fifth year seniors. So you and George come back, and and you guys are ready to be the leaders and and be the guys. But now all of a sudden, here's a little bit of a wrinkle. In comes in two high major guys, both fifth year guys who have experience playing. And Shavar and Walker. How was that transition for you? Like they're obviously good dudes and it's working out and everything. But like at first, was there any hesitation or did you know, obviously you met them when they came on their visits and just talk about embracing those two guys into the Monmouth culture when it was your and George's turn to be the guys. Right. Um I played with Shavar over the summer, like by play, like multiple summers, so I already know Shavar. Uh, he went to Senior Hall. He played with some players that I played with. He, you know, so I'm kind of I was I was already uh, familiar with his game uh, coming in. Uh, so that wasn't that hard to uh, you know to, to 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 get him on the same page as far as like the team and letting them know, all right, this is what's going on right here. This is it was kind of, that transition was kind of smooth. And same with well, with Walk when Walk came, he came over the summer. And it, and he was just easy going guy. He like he was easy to talk to. Somebody he was he was like you said, your fifth year guy. So we're more we're, we're mature. We could we could have a conversation. We could we could we could go back and forth and debate about certain topics about the team and share different insights about your experience at North Carolina, your experience at Senior Hall, or our experience at Mom of ours. So we could all come together so have like a better understanding of how we're going to make this work. Because there was definitely some question marks in the beginning, like how, how we gonna make this work? How's it going to work? We got a new point guard in the system. We got a new big in the system. That's one of the two biggest pieces, right, of the basketball court, the big and the, and the one. Then we got two returning dudes, me and George, coming in. Then we got Nikkei and we got Chap. You feel me? So that's all. That's six, seven seniors. So it was just, you know, it, that transition wasn't 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 too bad at all. It really was just, you know, practice having the practice, getting the practice time, just to so we can start gelling together, you know. That was the biggest, the biggest thing, you know. Emphasizing like certain, certain points, like you know, talking, like uh, like different defensive principles, you know, that coach wants us to do, you know. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that transition wasn't was wasn't hard at all. And you can see how early on in the, in the uh, uh in the season how we just we kind of like see like it looked like we would get like gelling gelling real good. 
what happened early, right? And you could tell, like like Marcus said, because of all that work in the summer and the preseason, it almost feels like, Marcus, and, and I'm curious to get your thoughts, because the goal was the same for everyone, is that one of the things that kind of fast-tracked the, the chemistry where, yeah, Shavar and Walker have the same goal that everyone else does. They want to get to the NCAA tournament. The fact that that is kind of out there as the goal everyone wants. Does that kind of take precedent over any of the other things that maybe, you know, could get in the way? Like, no, it doesn't matter because we're trying to win games because we're trying to reach that main goal. Because like you said, you know, night one, a close loss, but then after that, the team just took off. Right. And another thing is that you understand where they all come from. Walker was a walk-on. Shavar was a walk-on. Started off the walk-on. George started off as a walk-on. So it was like, we all had, we all kind of fathered that underdog mentality, yeah. and that's what kind of like, and that's what also, you know, that that we gotta work for everything, work for everything you you you, you uh, have, you know. So that's something that kind of uh, tra- translated towards the the rest of the team. We gotta work for it for this. We gotta we gotta we gotta really put the. We gotta really want this. We gotta sacrifice. These are things that these 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 guys have done to get where they at. And you can see like that sacrifice is paying off now. You see how it's how 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 how, how it paid off. So that's one thing I feel like that's that's a that's a, that's a big one. So do you not lo- did they not lose that chip on the shoulder that kind of comes with you know and even even you right I and mean, I'm sure you have the people the doubters you want to prove wrong right. So over time that doesn't go away. I guess nah, it just gets stronger and stronger. It doesn't go away because you know you know the more you know like you know how Biggie say more money more problems you know so <laughs> so it's like that's what comes with it you got to understand when 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 we having success like that you just you just got to almost like expect you know things things that come along with that you know and no we're not nobody we're not going to have a perfect season you know like that we're going to have up and ups and downs and we had early early success so we probably didn't probably see, probably don't probably don't see some of the things you probably like 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 the uh mistakes you probably maybe probably not really sharpening up on them like Early on, and then once things start not, once, once things don't go our way, then like the problems kind of magnify almost. But it's like that's a part of it. Every season, every team goes through that. It's about adjusting. Now. It's about adjustments, making adjustments. It's about getting it back. So, not feel like we're on that track to, to uh, getting it back. It's just doing it consistently. It's just doing it consistently. And that's and that's where I feel like I come in. And I feel like that. I feel like that's where I come in. If I can be consistent throughout my leadership, throughout throughout the whole throughout the whole the whole team. They'll, they'll just follow through. So, talk about your game. I think everybody expects you to be the lockdown defender. Um, who do you model your game after when you're even when you're little or now? And and how much pride do you take in in being the guy who's going to match up against the guy and shut him down? Uh, I always looked up to uh, Jimmy Butler uh, coming into college. That was like. Was, he played for the Bulls coming in. That was my favorite. That's still my favorite team, the the, the, uh, the uh, Bulls. So I always watched Butler. I always watched his uh, his uh, intensity on like on the court. That that dog mentality to not back down for nobody, and that was just instilled in me from a like very young age, you know. And then moving forward to high school, you know, having having to have that mentality, that discipline, you know, to where, you know, either me gonna be me or you, and I got got to be me. So. Uh, and I just try to instill that into the group. This is how you got to approach it. You can't approach it like this. You got to be like this in order for it to work. You know, so that's one. That's one. That's one uh, player. I feel like I definitely like 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 look, like look up to to try to model my game after that. Well, especially the the mentality part of it is so. Uh, it, it's interesting to us, right, who weren't Division One student athletes, and and kind of get to see how you approach your business, kind of day in and day out. So now as you looked out, right, a couple of road games coming up, but but a big stretch of games, kind of that mentality with this group, uh, I guess what are your expectations? Not just for the team, but but for you now as you, right, have this record that you own that you will finish with, but then, and, and whenever that is, but but what are the expectations that Marcus McClary has for yourself and for Monmouth basketball for the rest of the year? For myself, oh, tournament, that's the only thing. Is win the tournament. I, I, I don't like at this point. It's only one thing. The reason why I came back. The reason why I committed is to get to this tournament. Whatever I got to do, like I don't got to score a point ever again. <laughs> if I know we gonna win out, I'm I'm signing out every time. Not every time. Ten times out of ten. At this point, because we, we proved everything. You gotta prove nothing else. To know, you don't have to prove anything else. Right. We already proved to the 
Like, oh yeah, you can win. You can win in big games. We already proved that. It just now just proving it to ourselves at this point. Okay, let's get to this tournament. It's our last our last year in the MAC. How you want to go out? And I think, as of the other day, and it might still be true, number one road team in the country in terms of wins. Yeah, most. Yeah, exactly. Most, most road wins. Most road wins. You're facing two tough gyms to play in with Manhattan Iona this Friday and Sunday. Uh, what are your favorite? What's your favorite Mac gym to play at? Do you have a favorite? And and what do you have to do? You know, coming off a loss, what do you have to do to to, to prepare this team mentally and physically to go into a, a place like uh, Dratty Gym and get a win, and then turn around literally like twenty eight hours later, I guess it's more like forty hours later, and, and then go and play, uh, you know, play Rick Pitino's Iona team, which is. Uh, record-wise, the best team in in the MAC. Uh, well, to answer the first part of your question, um, like road games, I just love road. Something about road games and being that underdog and something about that just being like, the bad guy. Yeah, everybody like, hating on you. <laughs> like, if anybody, all my friends back home, like they know me. Like, even when I, I played in high school, and I like I'm from Linden originally, but I didn't go to like Linden High School. So like every time we would play Linden at Linden. It was like a, it was like a, it was a, it was a, it was a zoo. They booed me. It was, <laughs> and asked anybody, but I had my best games there always at, at, at that gym because it's like, I just embrace it. You got, but you got, but you have to embrace it. When you go to Manhattan, you got to embrace that. When you go to Iona, you got to embrace it. Go to St. Peter's, you got to embrace it. And that's just, you got to, you got to, you got to just feed off that, you know? And I feel like that's something that I take pride in going, going on the road and like, there's nothing, no better feeling on the road and beating the team at their home spot, like it just, but because you, you have to be together, you can't, you have to be together to do that. You know, the refs not gonna, the refs, the rest, you already know what, what's gonna happen there. But the team that's more together gonna win. But as, but as far as like the team is, like you said, just being mentally prepared, just letting them know, okay, this is what's gonna happen. Be prepared to see this. Be prepared for the crowd to be, be to be, be, be saying some words. So you can't let that lose, can't lose focus. You gotta understand. This is the goal we coming in. We coming here to to, to 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 take over and we trying to maybe be leaving, get the win and, and, and be out. So it's like we have and be and we beat Manhattan. He came here, we beat them. I don't know. We I missed the free throws. We lost. You know what I mean? We ain't gonna talk about that. I missed the free. Well, throws. A lot of people missed free throws in that, that game, game. So and they can't feel put like, on you. And they and they and they and, and they felt and they knew and they knew we should have won that game. He made, Jordan hit hit, hit 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 the lucky shot on, on the top of the key. You feel me? So. They're gonna be extra prepared for us. Manhattan's gonna be extra prepared for us, and I am gonna be extra prepared for us. So it's gonna be a, a bigger challenge this weekend. But you know, I love that. Yeah, it seems like the bigger the challenge, yeah. you kind of yeah, you enjoy that more. Yeah, so bigger the moment. Yeah, I'm yeah. See, like you said, it's almost like it's almost like the last two minutes. You just gotta embrace it. You just gotta embrace it. So change it. It's not. It's not money, Mark. It's moment, Mark. Mm, I like you might that. have to I use that on like the radio. That I'm gonna use that on the radio. Drop that on the radio like Friday night. Way. I like that one. Friday night, drop that on the radio. You know, Marcus, one of the the things that Greg and I love to do when we we get to talk to our coaches and our student athletes is, you know, and we appreciate you taking us inside the mentality, right? Because that's what our listeners want to hear. You know, they've supported you and rooted for you, but to hear it from your side is so unique, and we thank you for that. But we're we need to know a little bit more about you too, and I know we Greg and I know you well, but you know our our listeners and fans want to know more. So normally we like to get kind of you know people's favorite things, right? Movies and music. But but you dropped a biggie line before, so I'm going to stray from movies for a second. First of all, Greg and I appreciate the reference, right? Right. Because right, that's right. the golden era. Of <laughs> yeah, right. We're we old enough to I appreciate agree. that. I agree with that. So uh, so what's in your pregame playlist? What do you uh, have in your ears? Ah oh, man, it's it's uh it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's it's various artists. Uh, some days, you know, I like I like I like to listen to uh, Meek Mill sometimes. I like to listen to Drake. Uh, Future Future is in there for sure. Like uh, I probably I, I might we might might throw on Jay Z. Might like, like me and Chap because Chap he, uh, if you guys didn't know Chap is like he's like a beat uh producer. He makes beats and stuff like that. Okay, I did not know yeah, that. I did not so, do that. Yeah, no, so that. that's so. So me and Chap really like be like tapped in with the music a lot. So we know when all like the music drops and stuff like that. We always in tune with it. And be, be, before the game, we in the locker room. Chap is playing on the playlist. He playing the speaker. 
But the last couple of games, I've been we've been playing Fifty Cent. We've been playing Fifty Cent off the Give It to Die Trying album. Okay, and we've been, we've another been classic. To, and we've been we and we've been trying to set the tone with that, the mood with that, you know. So that's part of what we part of what we're gonna carry over with that and keep that Fifty Cent uh, uh, bumping. So what what's one song? If you got one song to play before you step on that court, what's one song you're playing? Ah oh, man, it's good. That's a hard one. That's a hard one, but it's gonna be a future song. Either it's gonna be March Madness or it's gonna be Fifty Six Nights by Future, uh, and and uh, George probably could, uh, agree with that one too. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know, you you've taken us also kind of off the court, right, with what you're studying and 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 what you'd eventually go into after basketball. But what's one thing, whether it's a hobby or something like a routine item for you? What's one thing that Marcus McClary does that like a fan doesn't know? As far as like before like, the game, like a hobby or it be a hobby or a super not superstition, super, yeah. but a, a pregame ritual. Uh, before the game, oh, well, that's well, I can tell you my routine. Usually, I just I have to shower, have to like uh, stretch before the game, have to like sh- like shoot before the game. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing too crazy that I do. Like as far as like superstition, because like I feel like once you get caught up in that, then it's like if if it, if it don't happen, then it's like I'm gonna have a bad game. It's like right. Nah, it's just like at the end of the day, it's basketball, so we just go out there and have fun. But I don't know. One thing that I I, I don't know, guys. Did you, did you go? Well, what's your? How about this one? What's your go-to post-game meal from Gianni's? Okay. I see the you know you see the 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 row of food that's ordered. What's what's your go to after after Friday night's game? I I I have two. Shout out shout out uh, Giannis. I have the uh, I have the, get him that nil deal. Yeah. Can we get him that nil <laughs> deal already? Come on. Shout out Giannis. I get the shrimp. These are the shrimp uh, vodka wrap. Ooh. I might I might I might I might I might go to the wrap or I might hit him with the the uh, the pasta with the. The broccoli raw, but just in in the in the in the in the, in the, in the uh, sausage. Yes, you know with the oil, the oil and garlic yep, and that. Yep. You know, yeah, you're speaking now you're speaking our language. Yeah. Two Italian guys over yeah. here. So Love it. Now yeah. I'm starving because we're filming at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those so those are my two go tos from uh, Giannis for sure. Perfect. That sounds great. I love a good broccoli rob, by the way. Yep. It's the Orichetti. I love it. Sign him up, Giannis. Marcus. Get him going. I guess well, I, first of are all, we even allowed to do that? I don't think. I so. don't know, but it's, it's if it's for Marcus, it's cool. Yeah. No, listen. Drag me out of here. We, you know, game last night, game in a couple days. We know that the schedule's jam-packed. We really appreciate you coming in and just kind of chatting with us and, and taking people inside a little bit more of your mentality, your experience here at Monmouth. And I know, Greg, I, everyone, you know, going to be sad to see you go because we've gotten to know you so well over the years. But really wish you the best of luck in, in getting the goal that you and your teammates want, Marcus. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you guys for having me. And uh, hopefully we can do this again when we win the championship. We, we bet yeah. we win a championship. We are going to have you back on, and yeah. we'll probably have George on yeah, too. Yeah, we need. Yeah, we need. We, well, we need got another microphone. Sure. <laughs> well, with George, you might need two extra for him, right? That we had George on the King and Badger show, and he was good. And the King just rode him into, into getting a haircut, I think. But the haircut looks good. Yeah, it looks good on. It looks, hey, hey, that's the Gianno. I don't know. That's, that's the <laughs> you didn't know that other you guy. Didn't know the one with the longer no. hair. You know the yeah. other guy. He was, just, he was just, you know, growing it out. But I appreciate you guys for having me. It was a good one. Thanks, Marcus. Appreciate it, man. We, again, just want to thank Marcus McClary, who, uh, you know, whenever we get to talk to the student-athletes, I I think, Greg, the the most important thing is no – no two student athletes experiences are the same you know whether they've been here for a year or five years and to hear marcus's story you know as a local new jersey guy coming up staying making the decision to come back i thought you asked a great question about that it's you know if you if you like him you like him even more he's an easy guy to root for and he's one of those guys who's like i don't want to say an unsung hero because he's definitely like been interviewed and, and whatnot enough but he's he's a glue guy and and he's a great kid and He's kind of quiet, a little bit reserved. You know, he's not yelling down the court and clapping and being, you know, being that guy. But it's awesome to to have him and talk to him. And we might have penciled him in as our first repeat guest if if we can get this thing done in March. So you've already locked him in. <laughs> listen, I told yeah. Listen, if we win that chip, I'm having him back on. Well, and it would be a pleasure to talk to him and you just hear, you know, kind of the inside perspective of. You know, someone who I think fans and we all feel like because you've seen him play so much, you know so well. And then you start to develop 
thought to you're like you know what they do this on the court i'm sure they're that kind of person in real life and then to hear you know marcus telling about it, he promised his family a master's degree and he's and he's pursuing and he's going to get that and then what he's done on the court i just don't know if you know if you could script who you'd want to be a leader for a program that's kind of what you want to show younger student athletes to say looks and you put your time in you put your effort in and that's what it should sound like and look like yeah 100 percent. and he's just uh the, the, that program, I mean, this athletics department in general, but that program has a lot of really great student athletes on it. And and I don't mean on a basketball court. I mean off the court. Between the King and Badger podcast and our podcast, we've talked to a number of them now. And they're all, like you said, they're all unique. They all come from different backgrounds. They all have different points of view. Uh, but they have one thing in common, and that's that they're Mammoth Hawks. If you want to make sure that you give Marcus a follow, Especially on Twitter, <laughs> we just learned. You've probably seen his his Twitter at, and you're like, "What in the world does that mean?" I know you. How did you think it was pronounced? I, I thought it was pronounced Alano Mark, and I spent like 25 minutes trying to figure out what that could be. I'm googling stuff like a moron, <laughs> and then we just asked him when he was walking out of my office, and he said, "No, no, no, it's El Uno Mark for like the one." He was El the, Uno. He, he, he was, was one, one yeah, one school. at Patrick School. Right, so it's at <laughs> underscore El Uno Mark with a C, obviously, because his name is Marcus. Marcus. So at underscore El Uno Mark, and it's the it's number one. It's the one. And Give that's him what, a follow. And it, which blew our minds. We're like, oh, that does make sense. Okay, <laughs> much got more it. than Alana Mark. The team on the road this weekend. They'll be ESPN coverage, but I'll be on site at both Manhattan and Iona. Listen, for, trust me. Do me a favor. Listen to Eddie. <laughs> Do the broadcast. You'll thank your ears. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. We'll be 2 o'clock on Sunday, 7 o'clock Friday. So 6.50 Friday, 1.50 Super Bowl Sunday. Um, actually, it's a 1 o'clock start, so it's a 12.50 start. So you can. Yeah, there were some rumors that that, that might have been pushed back. Iona did the right thing. All right. Thank, thankfully, Brian Byer and company over there. Kept that game nice right. and early. Not trying to, you know, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Let's not forget that. Well, just because a league doesn't have football doesn't mean you can't do a little few things. Make sure we can watch the big game. <laughs> the women's team is on the road. They're in Buffalo. They play Canisius on Thursday at 7 o'clock. They play Niagara on Saturday at 2 o'clock, both on ESPN 3. Sounds like the Griffs get it. So they'll be home in, pl- in plenty of time uh, to catch the game, and then they continue a road trip the following week, but we'll talk to you before then. So Ginny Boggess' team on the road in Buffalo. Um, the, the swimming team also on the road in Buffalo, so obviously you want to support them, follow all them on social media. Um, before we go, though, I mean, you have to have a Super Bowl prediction, obviously. Ooh. Uh, I want the Bengals to win. No I like Joe Burrow. Um, I, I want I want the Bengals to win, but I, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat the L.A. Rams. I don't know if they can block the Rams front. The yeah. Bengals have had issues on the line. Yes, and that Rams front was built. I, I just, I mean, the Rams are, they do like what the Yankees do. Like they, they did, yeah. Bought a bunch of players and brought them in. It's going to work. They're going to win a Super Bowl. But I'll be rooting for the Bengals. I'm all in. Well, did you see the Joe Burrow quote as well about kind of doing your work in silence? Yeah, and and, and you know, how do you not root for if, that? If guy? you sign on to Twitter, it's impossible to miss it because every single coach. <laughs> In the country, whether they coach uh, four-year-old soccer or the NFL is retweeting it because it's a great quote and it's what you want out of out of a player. So, Right. Well, you know, this was a great conversation that we had with Marcus. We have a, a whole bunch more. As you said, Doran, you know, our, our show today, there's a lot of basketball left to be played. You don't want to miss it. There's still a bunch of home games as well. I think we're going to dip our toes into some spring sports coming up here because they are all cranking up here soon. Well, absolutely. And, and what it does is, you know, that allows us a chance to look at them. And then once March rolls around, then we can obviously focus our attention back on hoops. So obviously with the lacrosse is starting up, baseball, softball, outdoor track and field, all of that fun stuff getting ready to get started. Greg and I are going to have just a, a bunch of conversations with um, the coaches and the student athletes here at Monmouth. So you just get to know more of these athletes. It's so much fun. And, you know, Greg, great job today. Marcus was so fun to catch up with. And this was a fun one. Looking forward to the next one. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, listen, and review. You tell your friends to do the same. You know, Greg, this was a good one, man. Definitely. And subscribe. That's the biggest thing because, like, then you just turn your phone on and it tells you. Like, hey, there's a new, there's a new Hawk Talk starring Alano Mark. Yeah. <laughs> 
it, well, it's do that anyway. <laughs> El Uno, Mark. It, it, it's going to help. How do we put this politely here? It just helps Greg and I here with some of the things that we want to do and some of the great things. Just helps with helps us bring more coverage of the Monmouth coaches and student athletes to put you. Put the spotlight on those kids. That's all. That's what it's all about. That's what we do, and we're so grateful that we get to do it. Marcus McClary, a great guest from my partner, Greg Viscomi, Eddie Acapinti. This has been Hawk Talk. We appreciate you checking this out, and we'll catch you on the next one. production of the Monmouth Digital Network. Hawk Talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved.